Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chester. I'm so thankful to have you here, and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Maurice Filigine. Maurice, how are you? I'm good, man. How you doing, Tyler? Good. And by the way, I just realized I didn't even ask you before the show, how do I pronounce your name? Did I pronounce <laughs> you, it correctly? You were close. You were close. It's Filigine. Man, see, this Philogene. is like a cardinal sin in the podcast <laughs> world. You got to check that off the checklist before the show, and I didn't do that. So kudos well, to you for, for correcting me there. I appreciate that. But the good news is the Bald Brothers unite, and we're going to dive into a great conversation today. So welcome yeah, to the show. How's it going? How are you doing today? Good. I'm doing fantastic. I'm good. Thank, and I'm, I'm grateful to be on your show and provide any nuggets and share the story and all that. So I'm very appreciative. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you showing up with that gratitude, and, and I'm also yeah. blessed and grateful as well. And I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to take it to another level. Welcome back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And of course, we're going to talk habits, we're going to talk mindset, we're going to talk routines, systems, tools, strategies, and so much more from an individual like Maurice who is elevating to a life without limits so that you can do the same or even more for yourself. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. At the end of the day, our philosophy is that if you can combine a never ending constant approach to investing in yourself and growing as an individual, personal development, in addition to successfully investing in real estate, creating cash flow, creating wealth opportunities, you can really do anything you want in your life and you can elevate to a life without limits. And I know Maurice shares that philosophy with me. So I'm really looking forward to diving into a wide ranging discussion today. But before we do that, if you appreciate what we're doing, certainly be grateful if you subscribe to the show, if you gave us a rating, a review, it certainly helps. Uh, our goal is to spread this message because you don't have to live a life that you tolerate. You really don't. And I, I realized that as I started my professional career over several years is that I began tolerating my life. I began you know, showing up and just saying, look, this is just a part of being a human being. This is a part of being an adult. You just, you know what, the best days are behind us. But guess what? That's not true. That's not real. And that's what we're not going to accept with Elevate. So we've got to spread this message. So with that said, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being here. And I want to introduce you to Maurice, who is a senior executive, a real estate investor, a restaurant owner, an explorer of 96 countries, which I love that a public servant and an aspiring philanthropist. His passion is in serving clients in the consulting space and financial freedom via passive income. He acquires multifamily properties to generate passive income and build legacy. And his shift towards lifestyle design has started living now, living how, where, and what way he wants to live, all while helping others along the way. So, Maurice, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about yourself behind that bio there. It's a beautiful Thank you, bio. Bro. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I love what you just said, man. I, the, the statement you made about tolerating your life. That is exactly what I was unwilling to do um, back in the day. But um, I, I vividly remember as a kid thinking that I wanted to be in control of my life and my time. And I've gotten to this point where I am. So um, uh, I'm a, a Haitian American, right? My, my family is an immigrant family from Haiti, was born in New York, raised in Boston. And then I ended up down at University of Virginia um, in the DC area back in 93. 
Um, I, you know, as soon as I finished school, so I played football in college and um, was in ROTC. That led me the military route. Um, Fortunately, the, the, the year that I was graduating, the military said, hey, there's too many officers coming out nationwide. You can go guard or reserve. That was the one thing that really put me on a different path because I got hired by my consulting firm where I still am today. That's the um, IT and, and strategy consulting that I do for the past 23 years. Uh, I was always in the military. I just retired this past October after 22 years as a special agent um, running law enforcement offices ac- across the world. And uh, uh, somewhere along the lines, I started picking up financial books got into real estate, um, went down this path of single family for a long time, got to my financial freedom point, knew that I needed to develop more as a person. So I got uncomfortable and moved into multifamily. And I've been doing that ever since. And all of that was related to, you know, exactly what you said. I was unwilling to tolerate certain things. So my idea was to generate passive income such that I could free my time to live life the way that I wanted and uh, I have structured my life that way. So it's been one hell of a professional ride. And oh, I'll throw in there as well. I'm also a police officer, which I don't really put on my bio, but I patrol a couple nights a week. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about somebody who's dynamic, who wears many hats. I, I, I Sometimes I think I wear many hats as an entrepreneur, but I mean, my goodness, uh, you, so many different approaches. And thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, when I want yeah, right. to that in so many different capacities. But Tell me about that time, you know, as a, as a kid that you mentioned that you briefly described there, you almost said, you even said maybe a vivid uh, memory of the fact that you knew you weren't going to tolerate your life. You weren't going to live sort of that average sort of approach where you, you know, went with the masses or you went with the crowd, the herd mentality. I'm just curious. Could you talk a little bit more about that? It's two things. One, I was eight years old in my driveway. I, I remember watching my television from the driveway into my room was at, which was in the basement of my house and kind of seeing like LL Cool J and all those guys performing on MTV and all that. It's like, I don't know how they did that or, or what is going on in those videos, but I wanted to be a part of it. I remember that vividly. The second thing was my family was smart enough to have an exchange student stay at my house when I was 14. Uh, he was, his name is Matthew. He was from Paris. We're still friends to this day. He lives in Spain with his wife. The next summer, my parents sent me to his house in Paris. What happened was his dad, on the third day that I was there, told me and Matt to rally up, get our stuff, and jump in his 1983 six-shift Range Rover. And he he proceeded to drive us around the country for 30 days. It was phenomenal. And you got to think, man, I I grew up uh, in the inner city at the time, and then my folks got smart and moved me to the burbs. I didn't know anything about anything international at all. For some reason, I wrote a journal while I was on that trip. I don't know why. I'd never written a journal before. I never kept a diary, but I did. And when I look at it today, it has all these um, notions of these people seem to be so happy. No one is worried about what type of brand of clothes the other person is wearing. Good food, great environment, good feeling. I just had this feeling of like life, like, I was enjoying it. You know what I mean? So that was the catalyst, that 30 day trip of, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but my life is not going to be sitting on a stoop, drinking a 40 back in Boston for the rest of my life. 
Um, and, you know, here I am 96 countries later, right? That, it's because of that trip that I knew that my life was going to be different. That's amazing. And it's like you had the glimpse of the dream. You had the opportunity to at least see the other side, right? And from then it inspired you. But, you know, the thing that I see that's different about you is that, you know, many others also see the dream. Many others can, you know, turn on the TV and see an LL Cool J or whoever, you know, living a greater life or, or, you know, enjoying, but thinking maybe that's not possible for me, you know, they're lucky or, you know, I can't believe that they have this and I don't, and maybe I'm the victim. So I'd be curious. I mean, what do you think was different about you? And when you saw that, you know, what shifted within you or with, is that just who you are as a human being, just out of curiosity? Yeah, man. I'm like, I don't, you, you know, what? who is it? Earl Nightingale, I think it is, talks about the brain being a very fertile environment, right? It, mm-hmm. it will give back to you what you give to it. Whenever you plant something in your mind like that, you can plant negative things, you're going to get negative stuff out. If you say, I can't, I can't, I can't, then you're never going to do it. I didn't say I can't. I was just like, how? I knew what I was going to do in theory. I just didn't know how. And I just like kept at it. The universe gave to me a little bit in that when I was 21, I picked up Personal Finance for Dummies, that dummy series of books. Read that thing and then I got keyed in on personal finance and taking care of myself. And then, you know, the, the real estate boom of the 2000s happened. I bought a condo to live in. It was just a place to live. And then three months later, the one next door sold for 30 grand more. And then boom, I, I was like, wait a minute. Some, that's somebody's salary. That's 30 grand. By the end of that year, uh, after sitting in a library and reading books about it and stuff, I bought 10 more. So I just didn't wait. Um, I have, I definitely have recognized in myself that I'm the type of person who will go full board stuff and course correct along the way. I don't try and like overanalyze things at the beginning or do anything of that nature. You're never going to get anything perfect. If you, if you think you're going to get it perfect, then you'll never get it done. So I just do. As long as I'm doing that, you know, seven times out of 10, generally the right way, I'll be okay. But for some reason, I've always had a, you're going to have to figure it out on your own attitude. Um, and then I just w- would always take action from it no matter what. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety. Our team, including yours truly, leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. To learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. Yeah, it's so valuable. And I love what you said about Earl Nightingale, because, you know, if anyone's seen The Strangest Secret in the World or listened to that audio, you know, he does talk about that. It's it's about planting those seeds within your mind, which is the most fertile ground in the universe, right? Yeah. And what you plant in your mind does grow, whether it's negative, positive, you know, whether it's your dreams or your fears. And I think it's so powerful to hear that your perspective was you saw the dream and then planted in how instead of I can't, you know, instead instead of saying I can't, it sounds like that's maybe the core of your identity as you continue today. And you still have dreams that you're growing towards today. Would you talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, 
well, so my everything for me now is more on the lifestyle design side. So I stole, I steal from Tim Ferriss the freedom equals time plus mobility. That's that's my formula, man. Tim, you don't own that anymore. I I own that. <laughs> um, all of the business ventures that I'm in and all the actions I've taken with my W two employers, and I want to talk to you about that on the lifestyle design side because I still do work for employers. But everything that I have done has been to create passive income, okay? Because if you have passive income, then money's coming in without you having to be somewhere. Um, or I've organized those W-2 employers in a particular way to, to, be, to have free time. Um, then that mobility piece is, uh, you know, I don't, I'm a minimalist at heart. I virtualize all my mail. I don't receive anything anywhere. I don't have a lot of, clothes. I, I just don't do that stuff. And then I can run my business from a laptop and I've just virtualized everything. So that means I can get up and go at any particular point, like next week when I go to the Mideast, right? Like that's, that's kind of what I'm working on now. My, my dream now is more on the road, flexibility, exploring the world while growing my business footprint, not for the money piece and not for growing a huge business, because I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't want 30 employees and a, a store f- or an a office front or anything of that nature. But I want to grow from the legacy perspective and leaving assets for my two boys and things of that nature. So everything that I'm doing now, like my dream now is like building more assets, helping people build their own assets because I have been on this journey and I can help people. But do it from an international perspective, wherever the hell I want to be, whenever I want to be there. Um, and I'm, you know, you know this, but I'm unapologetic about it. Like I don't wait for someone to give me uh, kudos or permission to go do things. I just, I just bounce out. I don't, I don't need someone to like co-sign on it or something. So, you know, it's that formula for me. That's what I'm working on, right? More freedom through, through, through more time and more mobility. And that's what really we're all about here on Elevate is, you know, the combination of continuing to grow as an individual, continuing to listen to your dreams and seek your curiosity and add skills to your repertoire, as well as adding passive income, as well as well as setting up systems to allow you to grow your capacity financially, you know, and, and I know you and I both love real estate so much because of how powerful that can be. And I'd be curious to know, you know, before the show, we, we were talking briefly and your light, your face really lit up when we started to talk about personal growth and growing your yeah. own capacity as an individual, because it seems to be something that has really been integral for you as well, you know, while you've developed your lifestyle by design, which is so, you know, it's so inspiring because we all have the, the ability to do that if we give ourselves permission. So maybe talk to me a little bit about that. Why has personal growth been so important for you along your journey? Yeah. I've definitely evolved as a, I, I have definitely evolved as a person and I am still evolving. It's kind of an interesting thing. I'm 44 now. I feel like I came into my own about three years ago. Like I, I know exactly who I am at this point. Um, and I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm in dead right control of it. No one can tell me to be anywhere at any given time for any reason, unless it's God or my parents. Um, and it's all because of personal growth. I think when we're a kid, all we can do is um, we, we certainly learn, but we, we learn by observation. And we're just watching all these other people and we're watching society. 
here's the thing for me. I don't, I don't like what society has ta- taught us to do. I don't like the first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, high school, college, get a job, get married, two and a half kids, dog, over leverage yourself, have three mortgages, five car payments, and then be stuck and go to work. Mm-mm. From a self-development perspective, I was smart enough to start picking up books when I was 21. And I'm not talking just financial books, but also, um, you know, personal development books. But where it got even better, Tyler, was when in 2014 or 2015, I hired my first mentor, like hired a mentor, not, uh, you know, someone you just met, but I hired a mentor and that person helped me break through limiting beliefs that I had on the business side. And I jumped from the single family racket that I had done really well in, right? I had like a boatload of paid off homes. I had created six figures of passive income via single family residences, but he didn't even help me with the, with the business stuff or the, you know, being better at diligence. He helped me with Maurice, why do you not think that you're, you are not capable of taking down larger apartment buildings or mobile home parks or whatever it is. And God bless this man. He lives in Rhode Island. His first name is Craig. And he jumps on a plane and he comes to D.C. for 48 hours. He says, I'm coming to D.C. Clear your calendar. We're going to hang out for two days straight. He didn't have to. He just, he saw something in me. And man, within the next, I don't know, two or three years, I had bought like, or done maybe 12 or 13 or 14 multifamily deals. It was crazy. But it was all because someone took the time to help me grow and I paid attention and put into action the ideas and the tips and the concepts that he gave me. Now, fast forward to last week. I have always known that learning is, is important from a business and a personal perspective. So the reason I was quoting Earl Nightingale was only because my new business coach just assigned some stuff related to, to Nightingale. So I was re-reviewing that and writing some notes about it. Here I am again. I'm financially fine, but I just hired someone for a lot of money because I know that I can do more and get to my financial goals and get to my asset goals, but get also to my lifestyle goals. But I needed some, some focus and some help. So from a personal development perspective, you have to take the time to educate yourself. I don't need to study social studies anymore. I'm good with that. <laughs> I need to uh, learn how to improve myself. And let me say one more thing. And I know I'm a bit long winded. Um, it's important. You know, I, I have a business coach now, so I'm on my way again to the next level. I played football all high school, all college, uh, even pr- tried out for the pros. Uh, that didn't work out, but I'm glad I didn't go that path. We've been, I've been working out, lifting weights and stuff for 30 years. I cannot get over the personal mental hump of like slogging back to the same place that I've been working out for 30 years, right? So I hired a personal trainer. I have to, because if I don't, I won't get better. Now, I know that I have a certain amount of financial resources and I can do that. And not everybody can do that. I get it. But then YouTube can be your trainer. A book can be your trainer. It's just what level you're at. So coaches, resources, podcasts, books, stay off from watching the news and filling your brain with that nonsense. Like fill your brain with stuff that can help you develop better as a person and as a businessman, if you will. 
That was absolutely beautiful. And I could have let you go all day because I, I wanted to, honestly. I mean, <laughs> what I, all I can say is keep going. But there's so much there that we can really dive into. I just want to highlight a few things. Sure. Um, I loved what you talked about in terms of you love who you are now and you know exactly who you are now due to that constant evolution and you've continued to evolve, you're still evolving, which is a beautiful thing. I think it's a, it's a message for all of us that we should always be evolving. You know, if you yeah. think about it, if someone sees you, you know, two years from now or six months from now, they should say, Hey, you've really changed, you know, in a great way. And I think yeah. that's such a great compliment for someone to tell you. And I really think that where you are right now, you, you said, you mentioned, you know, where, you are where you want to be at any time. You don't have to do something that you don't want to do at any time. That's real wealth as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it has nothing to do with zeros in a bank account or assets under management or balance sheets or whatever. So at the end of the day, we've got to take a course correction. A lot of us, you know, we, we all have egos, right? And especially in real estate, we want the biggest, we want the best, you know, we want everyone to know that we're the greatest. But at the end of the day, it is about the outcome. It's about the lifestyle. It's about the legacy that you give to other people that you give to your children or other people in your family or other people that you care about. And, you know, it is about that. And it's also about enjoyment of your life now. And I love what you talked about as your continued evolution of hiring mentors, of hiring coaches, of hiring people to help you up level in whatever capacity, you know, that you feel is appropriate and important. One thing I wanted to dive into a bit deeper was as it relates to when you hired your mentor and you were talking about breaking through limiting beliefs. I, I, I find it so interesting that obviously this is a human condition. Most, most of us, we have limiting beliefs from our environment that are constructed over many years through our subconscious, you know, misunderstanding or, or unconsciousness, really, more than anything. So I'd be curious if you could just help us dive a little bit deeper on what limiting beliefs or maybe one or two that were really important for you to overcome in that process. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I was a prisoner to my own relative success, right? Because over that 14-year period or, yeah, 14-year period from 2000 to 2014, when I got to that six figures of passive, but through single family, I'm like, this is working. Like, why do I need to change any part of this whatsoever? So anytime I had, when I was starting to do the multifamily stuff, for example, um, anytime I hit a, hit a rock or hit a wall, I would just be like, nah, I just go back to what I was doing because it was, it was working. Like it was slow, but it was working, right? That was the limiting belief for me. Or that was the hump that I just could not get over because I kept hitting a wall in like, how do I do diligence? Or how come brokers aren't calling me back? Or why do I even need to be doing this? I have enough money. I'm okay. But it was never about the money. It was actually about personal growth. So the limiting belief there was, I can't do that. Like, I've never seen someone who looks like me do that. I don't know any role models in this space. I don't have anybody to talk to. It was kind of like a lonely place. You know what I mean? You're, you're trying to accomplish a goal and you can't seem to, to get the traction that you need to do it. That was, that was for sure a limiting belief for me of you do not have the ability or the wherewithal to be doing these quote unquote deals with the big boys. And it's not deals with the big boys. It's me competing against myself. I don't compete against anybody else. I can't stand that crap. Um, so it, you know, I, I punch through that, but you, you need the perspective of other people to do that. 
And I, you know, I've said in other interviews, um, I gave up my 20s and my early 30s because I was always like every single weekend it was toilets, termites and tenants, you know, as they say. So I lost friends along the way. And da, da. No, I don't do that stuff now. You surround yourself with like-minded people. You get a mentor who has done bigger and better or can at least switch your mindset. And it, it'll help you punch through those limiting beliefs. But that's what the limiting belief was for me, that someone like you who looks like you uh, has your last name. Um, you, don't, you don't belong in this space. And I was totally wrong. I'm glad that I, that I went through that process. Man, there's so much value in what you're saying. And I think that there's so many listeners who can resonate with so many different parts of your journey. And the beautiful thing about all this is that all of our journeys are unique, but there are overlapping, you know, experiences. And one of the things that you mentioned there was, you know, there was parts of it, parts of your journey that have been lonely. And I think many entrepreneurs um, can resonate with that. And many folks that are really bucking the norm, you know, bucking the trends of the norm would say that it's very lonely at times because there's not a ton of you know, other sort of cookie cutter folks that you could sort of reference directly that have the exact same background that you do, that come from the same place that you do, that have, you know, the same sort of mindset and whatever that you have had. Um, so it is interesting. I'd love to go into that a bit deeper. And is that something that you still experience at times? And, and if so, maybe talk about that a bit. Listen, I'm not, I am not better than anybody, but I'm just uniquely me. So the, the way that I live life now, when I tell you something like, Hey, next week, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm bouncing. I'm going to be in Lebanon for a little while. Like that's not a normal for my family. That's just not a normal thing that people do. In 2019, I was in Helsinki, Finland six times uh, because I figured out a way through lifestyle design. Like I was telling you, people don't realize that you can get on a plane on a Wednesday night, pop up in Finland on Thursday morning. You have Thursday, Thursday, and Thursday night, Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, and then jump on a plane at 2 p.m. on a Sunday and you're home by 6 p.m., right? And then if you start making friends and you're always hanging out with your friends. So I just just made a network of people there. And every time I go there, they're just the, the best to me, right? So I, so I go. Um, it does get a little bit, you, you don't, in the entrepreneurial space, you are on this unique path that is uniquely yours the best that you can do is find people who are like-minded one way or the other, but it kind of takes you time to find those folks unless you are making a concerted effort on a day-to-day -day basis. So, you know, me coming on your show today is part of me trying to expand my network to be around people like you and I who are doing an alternative path. Um, so, you know, I, I've definitely had my moments um, and because I work and grind so hard, there are periods where I'm up, 24, 36 hours because I'll do my consulting stuff during the day, spend time with my kids and then go patrol for my police department starting at 8.30 at night. I'll be done at 6.30 in the morning. And then I don't have time to not jump right into my business day. So I'll like lie down for an hour and I'll get up and do it again. Why would you put yourself through that? Because I love helping people. And my, I don't have the military to do it anymore since I've retired. So policing is my way of giving back to community in my own unique way. But I don't know anyone like me who's like doing real estate, traveling around the world, but then being a police officer, but then trying to be a dad. Especially at three o'clock in the morning when you're by yourself, it can be a little bit lonely if you want to call it that. But, but make no mistake about it. I would never change anything that I've been through to this point because of what I told you before, which is, I am exactly the person that I want to be 
in, a, in the exact place doing the exact thing that he wants to do. Um, I'll rather do that than follow the society cookie cutter definition of what life is supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely have your, your, your tough spots. I think any entrepreneur goes through that. Well, and I think it's so powerful what you said earlier about you're not competing against other people. You're competing against yourself. And that's an amazing competition. It's, it's that thing that you show up every single day and it's like, what can I do to improve today? What can I do to evolve today? And then even live a more fulfilling life in the future. So, you know, with all that said, you know, I'd be curious. I mean, what is, what is a fulfilling life look like to you? I mean, as you continue your evolution, Obviously, you're blissfully dissatisfied in many ways, like you're continuing to grow. I mean, what's next for you? I mean, what are you most excited about next? Well, let me, let me take one step back on something where you said about the competing, and yeah. I wrote The Feeling Life so I don't forget the thread. If you start competing against other people, this goes to fulfillment as well. The moment you start competing against other people, you're going to make mistakes. We, I post about this on LinkedIn all the time. We artificially compete with each other for that director position, who can land the most clients, who can have the most units, who can have, have the most assets under management. People put their numbers up there, and I, I get that it's important and it can be a motivator. You do not have to be that person, right? I started, um, when I started trying to keep up with number of units on the multifamily side with other people, I started to make mistakes mm. because I was trying to acquire way too fast rather than the, the pace that made sense for me. It's the same thing in high school, man. We're taught to compete against each other. Who's going to be the valedictorian? Who's going to be the best? Da, da, da. It happens in the business world, in the W2 world, same thing. Everyone's competing to try and move up the ladder. I'm okay being a solid number 17 in the company. I don't need to be the number one. I'm not interested in that. Just take your revenue from that being that number 17 and buy assets that pay you. That's what I did. Um, so I just wanted to bring up that point as far as competing. It's silly. I just, it should be the outcome. What I want to know from people is not how many units they own. I want to know how much passive income that they're generating and how well they're living their life with it, right? That, that's my frame, uh, frame of thought. But as well, far let, me as just, feeling, let me just comment on yeah. that too. I think it's really important, you know, because in this age of social media and this age of, you know, access to folks who are, you know, egotistical in many ways, that's a human condition. That's one of the yeah. things, um, recognizing that we are at our own pace, you know, everybody's situation is unique. And I thought it was really interesting what you said there about how, when you started to try to try to keep up, that's when you started to make mistakes. So I think that's just a note that all of Elevate Nation really needs to take right now is that we're all on our own path and in due time, our own results and our own outcomes will come as appropriate. So I just thought that was so powerful. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, the, the fulfilling piece it's in for our work week and that book is floating around here somewhere. I carry it like a freaking Bible. <laughs> You're living it's it, man. Thing. What's that? You're living that life. <laughs> I'm trying to do it even more. But it says in there that people don't necessarily want to be millionaires and billionaires. They just want to live the lifestyle that they think millionaires and billionaires live. And I would, you know, suggest to you that I'm probably living in the zone of a billionaire right now because my time is in total control, right? I, I'm just not at the beck and call of anybody for any particular thing unless I have that internal drive to be a part of it. Um, fulfillment for me is three things. One, uh, being in love. So with my romantic partner and with my family, it, it, it's a must. 
The second thing is being loved by a community. If I am loved by a community, that means I have given back to that community. That means I have uplifted that community. That means I have helped uh, somebody else who's trying in the multifamily space to do to to get their first deal, second deal, or third deal. That means that I was a great police officer one night, and I you know I ran into someone's house and dragged a burglar out while the kids were sleeping upstairs. That's the second thing: being loved by a community. Um, and actually, on that second thing, that loved by a community, that came from my recognition of that came from when I was a special agent in charge of a field office in Izmir, Turkey, and I, I befriended some locals and they threw a surprise 40th birthday for me. I'll never forget this, man. It, it almost brings me to tears, actually. Um, all these people showed up. And you know why they showed up? I didn't even know them. They showed up because they heard that there was a brother in town, an American black cat, who was so fascinated by the Turkish culture that all he could do was run around to little villages and try and meet people and talk and show empathy. Um, so on my 40th birthday, here I am thinking I'm about to sit down and shoot the, shoot the breeze with five people, and like 30 people showed up. I didn't even know them, you know? I didn't, like, that impacted me so much. So I recognized after talking to someone when I came back off that deployment that being loved by a community mattered to me. Um, and then thirdly is constant learning. I think the reason I travel so much, Tyler, is not because I'm trying to tack up the number of countries that I've visited. No, it's totally different. You remember when we was in first grade and everything was new and we would go to science class and like the Bunsen burner and shit and <laughs> like the mushroom, like it was all exciting. It was always an exciting thing because we were constantly learning. But society puts us in this meat grinder and then all of a sudden you find yourself waking up every day and doing the nine to five and pressing repeat. And I don't want to press repeat for the rest of my life. I cannot. When you go to another country that is new, for, for me, I'm not saying that this is good for everybody else, but when I go to another country that is new or that I'm revisiting for, this, for the fifth time, right? Like Lebanon, this is going to be the third, fourth or fifth time since November. Uh, it forces your brain to fire in a different way. You have to learn how to deal with the taxis, the culture, the language, the food, the revenue, uh, how to not piss people off if you're saying <laughs> something culturally insensitive. Do you shake their hand? Do you touch their shoulder? Do you greet the woman first? Do you greet the man? I love the fact you can go to a place and you can totally start from scratch, reinvent yourself, and show empathy to that place and to those people. It just makes life wonderful. And the way you can do it here or anywhere is like, Pick up a new skill. Immerse. It's Tim Ferriss again. Immerse yourself. Um, I, just, just constant learning should be something that we always do. And for me, one of one of the ways I do constant learning is that I immerse myself in different cultures. And I don't just go once. Like I go back and I make meaningful relationships. And my definition of success when I go somewhere is: Do I know the local supermarket store owner? Do I know the local restaurant owner? Has that taxi driver, when he sees me, he says, hey, Maurice, welcome back. You know, the, wow. those types of things. Um, that's why, like, next week, dude, I have a friend who owns a winery out in, in the country in Lebanon, and I'm going right to his winery to, like, enjoy myself and see him and his family and stuff. So, But that's what fulfillment is for me. Love, um, uh, being loved by a community, and then constant learning or immersing in other cultures. 
And that's beautiful. And I think it's a, it's a great moment for us all to define exactly what does fulfillment mean for us, right? Because I think it's, it's certainly going to be different. It may be very similar to, yeah. uh, to what Maurice said here. And I think it's an absolute beautiful description of what fulfillment is to you. And I love the way that you describe the curiosity that is really stoked when you travel. And I've, I've, I've experienced the same thing myself. One thing that I've also noticed when I travel, when I go meet someone else, I recognize that, you know, there are many people that are not like me out there, but that's one of the most beautiful things about our planet. You know, there's so much diversity. There's so much diverse range of experiences or backgrounds or perspectives. And that our little bubble that we all live in, we all live in this own, our own little bubble. Okay. And we can expand that and we can have a better perspective. Not only can it give us more empathy, it can give us a greater life experience. It can give us more perspective when we're dealing with other people. You know, maybe they disagree and maybe they own that rationale for a certain reason. I, I just think it's, it's so powerful. And so I, I, I highly encourage you know, Elevate Nation to expand your, your perspective, whether it's through travel or whether it's through reading or having conversations or building relationships and being open-minded and speaking yeah. with other people, um, because that's what it's all about. And, you know, immersing yourself, you know, reinventing yourself. Uh, I, I thought that was a powerful statement as well. When you, when you immerse yourself in a new culture or in a new, you know, place, you have the ability to reinvent yourself. So that's almost become a habit for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. You become a better version of yourself. It's, it's awesome. It is awesome. So yeah, I mean, I, I encourage elevate nation, as you say, like you don't have to do it. This life thing that we're doing, you don't have to do it the way that everybody else is doing it. You don't, if you find yourself on the side of the fence where there's a lot of sheep running around, I would encourage you to jump that fence and go on the other side where there's very few and, and run the other direction because people who just follow and do what society, well, that's the past society said, that's brainless. It's a brainless thing. Unless you are doing something that really, really speaks to you. Like people who are school teachers, they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because there's something about giving to that community and giving to those kids. Firefighters, same thing. Police officers in general, same thing. Um, you can live your life in so many different ways, man. I, I, I really encourage Elevate Nation to kind of think through what they are doing on a day-to-day -day and make sure the robotic effect of society hasn't taken over um, kind of your day-to-day. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind-expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W-2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. 
If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. As you continue to evolve as a human being and as, a, as an individual, Maurice, I'd be just curious, has there been anything that you've learned that's really challenged your former beliefs that you've really had to go through some discomfort to adopt? Um, just out of curiosity, has there been anything substantial that you've changed your mind about? Changed my mind about? Mm, no. Well, no, I'll tell you this. It's not so much of a changing of my mind as an involvement of an involvement of who I've become. So when we do get out of college, you know, we get into the corporate space or what have you. And of course you want to be the best at what you do. Of course. So in my career field, being the best is making it to partner and, uh, you know, being considered part of leadership. And I would just like, I was so focused on it where I would go to networking events and charity events and, you know, do all the things outside of the office that you think you needed to do. You know, you know what it is. It's kissing people's asses. I mean, <laughs> just the, 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 the shit that you think you need to do to be recognized as one of the crew. And then somewhere along the lines, I was like, this is, this is stupid. I, I have no interest in this whatsoever. In fact, I am giving my time away for free, right? If I work 40 hours a week and I get paid X amount of dollars, but then I use another 20 to 30 hours of that to go out hobnobbing and schmoozing and all that type of stuff, then I'm getting, my, my hourly rate is being diluted because I'm spending more time on building that company's business. Rather, and here's, here's a thought for Elevate Nation, the W2 question that I was uh, referring to. Look at what you make on an hourly basis. Look at, look at the hours, okay? Because if you are going to be the, C, you know, let's just say a partner or something like that, and you make, I don't know, four, 300 grand a year, but you're working 100 hours a week, and instead of being that partner, you decide to stay a director or an associate manager or something, and you make 150,000 uh, a year, but you work 40 hours a week or 30 hours a week, on an hourly basis, you're probably winning. <laughs> it's just a matter of what you do with that cash, right? That is the one. So it's not that it's not that I changed my mind. It's that I evolved and I started recognizing that the real wealth was time. 
Like everyone is spending their time on something. You got to choose what you spend your time on very, very, very wisely, right? And somewhere along the lines, Tyler, I think I was around like 27, 28. I figured that out. And I started organizing myself from a work perspective that I was only spending time on, you know, the 20% that was going to get me the 80% of results and not all the other bullshit. And that's why I was mentioning to you that I, I did lose a lot of friends along the way because I refused to kind of do those things like hit all the happy hours and waste my money there and all that. And, you know, here I am 44 reaping the benefit from it. So it's not that I changed my mind. It's that I just kind of evolved and recognized that there was a certain way to do things. Yeah. Refusing to be average, being uncommon, you know, it's all, it's not always comfortable. It's not always, you know, convenient, um, but it's the right way. And it's the way that you can really elevate to a life without limits. And, you know, I, I just want to make a mention for Elevate Nation. I mean, obviously the show is about personal growth and real estate investing, but guess what? Every single answer that you need about real estate investing is out there. I mean, this yep. is the real answer here. It, real wealth is time. Real wealth is being where you want to be calling the shots. And, you know, obviously fulfillment is unique for all of us, but we have to seek that. And that's, that's the real answer here. So that's why we're spending time on this type of conversation rather than saying, Hey, Maurice, uh, you know, what's your, what's your acquisition strategy right now? Because look, we can all develop that. We can all get into that. So I appreciate that very much. And I've really appreciated this conversation. Uh, and with respect to your time, I want to transition to our rapid fire section and uh, it's called the rare air questionnaire. It's all about being uncommon. Exactly. Uh, what we've been talking about today, exactly, you know, raising the bar and consistently and persistently reaching your dreams and looking at your dreams and saying, look, that's possible. It's not, I can't, but how? And so I've got a few questions for you here. I'd love to know, uh, when you speak about books, you talk about reading books. If you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read, what would those be and why? Oh man, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, but there's so many, but there are a few that stick out. And is one of them real estate? No, that's the funny thing. It's not, it's not real estate related at all. The number one that sticks out is obviously for our work week by Tim Ferriss. It, Tim did not work four hours a week. That's not what he was talking about. No, it's just talking about, you know, systems and, and systems and tools and habits and tactics and recognizing that time wealth is the most valuable wealth that you can have. So the four hour work week, goodness, what it has done for my life and, I would rather meet Tim Ferriss than go meet, uh, you know, some famous actor or something like that. Cause what he has done to help people in my opinion is a great thing. So for our work week is the first one. The next one is, um, man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. I don't know if you've read it. Yes. Um, I was struggling with, you know, even though I suggest that I kind of knew where I was headed, there are these certain periods where you're like, what are we even doing here? You know? And Victor was a Holocaust survivor and went through all these things. Like, why should I even be fighting to stay alive at this point? What have you? And he penned something called logotherapy. And when I applied it to my life, it made sense. And those three pillars that I told you about being loved, loving, loved by a community and constant learning. I was able to evolve that from stuff that I read in that book. So Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning is a hell of a book. And then the last one is Vagabonding by Ralph Potts. Um, I was always vagabonding in my own way, traveling around the world. It's not, you know, it's not the hobo with the thing on his back walking around. That's not what it is. It's just an uncommon way to travel. It's exactly what I told you, which is my success factors is who did I meet? Who did I impact? 
How many, am I going to go back there and someone's going to pick me up at the airport? Of course that's happening because I find a way to put myself out there and try to connect with people. And in Vagabonding, they, they, they talk about that, living life in a very uncommon way. So those would be my three books that I love. Yeah, no, that's that's super powerful. And we'll absolutely put links in the show notes there. And by the way, before I forget, shout out to Tim Ferriss. Absolutely. I mean, the guy, the guy has impacted so many people and, you know, allowed many people to think differently, you know, because you don't have to have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to live like someone who does. And obviously that's a worthy pursuit in itself. Of course, I'm not saying, you know, go, go out there and create, you know, massive wealth. Absolutely. Um, But it is amazing what you can do if you're resourceful, if you're thoughtful, if you're strategic and creating that, um, creating that life by design. So I love that. Talk to me about, um, you know, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis, aside from the parts of the discussion that we've already talked about today? Elevate my life. Um, I, I always put goals out there. Okay. And they're usually unattainable. They're just way, they, they're way out in left field type goals. So like on a, on a, you know what, look on the financial side, I have had this thing in my wallet, so For the know. YouTube viewers, we got uh, we got some good stuff coming up here. I like it. Like this, I wrote this check. Yes, and it's fifty million dollars there. It's a check to myself, and I'm giving myself until March twenty sixth, twenty forty five, to cash it. Beautiful. Uh, whether I get to fifty million net worth, I don't give a shit. It, it's <laughs> you 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 shoot for the stars. You're probably gonna land on a star on that star, or you'll land on the moon and you'll do something impactful. I don't need all this money. But I want to, at some point within my life, do something monstrous for some type of social cause and also leave legacy to my kids. So, you know, that's, that's how I kind of push myself is by putting unrealistic goals out there. And maybe they are realistic, but make sure that I have a constant reminder of them. I am very good about, you know, those very large wall post-it notes? Mm-hmm. Um, in 2000. 14, I crossed off my seventh step to financial freedom. It was the last thing. It took me 14 years to get through seven steps that I had kind of defined for myself. But because it was on the wall in general, it was actually on the wall for the last six years. I finally put it on the wall. But because it was on the wall in the basement of my house, I saw it every single flipping time that I went down to watch TV or something. And I eventually got there. So, you know, that's the way I push myself is like putting goals out there and making sure they're not in my head, making sure they are physical. You can touch them. You can see them. You can smell them. You can talk to people about them. That's kind of how I push myself. If you're going to think, you should think big, right? I mean, yeah. what, what's the use in thinking if you're not going to think big, if you're not going to get inspired? And I know for sure that goals are, you know, they come true. I mean, if you, especially if you look at them on a frequent basis and you remind yourself of what it's going to take to get there. I love thinking about seven steps to financial freedom, defining what those mean for you. And carrying around a check that is a bit uncomfortable, or maybe it pushes you, and yeah. it, it it makes you ask the question, "How?" instead of "I can't." You know, maybe right. before you would have said, "Hey, I can't make fifty million. I can't be become worth fifty million. But now you're asking yourself, "How can I?" Well, and you're I reminding that self on a on a daily basis. I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, talk to me. What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Thank you for asking me that question. I absolutely love helping people, the right people. I am not talking about people who just want to come in and come out. And There is no way I get to where I am right now 
and I'm not talking financially, I'm talking about being a good person of integrity. There's no way I get to where I am right now, if not for people reaching down the ladder and pulling me up uh, and giving me resources and tips and trades along the way. So I really believe in financial freedom through passive income, obviously. I really believe in lifestyle design, being able to do what you want, when you want, how do you want to do it. And because I've achieved a relative levels of success on both sides of that, you have a responsibility to help other people who are in, who have potential to be in that same situation or even better than you. So I have started mentoring. I don't, I don't, um, I started mentoring. I started, it was from Jerome, Jerome Myers actually pushed me to start doing podcast interviews. Cause like, Mo, if you don't tell this story, no one is going to benefit from, you know, the, your financial freedom journey and how they can apply it to themselves. So I started speaking on podcasts, speaking at a couple of conferences here and there, not even necessarily about real estate, more about just living life to the fullest. You can be a police officer, special agent, corporate executive, restaurant owner, real estate investor all at the same time, if you want to, and be a dad at that point, right? <laughs> if you want to. So I try as much as possible to mentor people. Um, my real estate team, we're called Quattro Capital. There's four of us. The way we work is we bring in, a, bring in an affiliate. So let's just say there is a newbie real estate investor who has the pro- professional and personal chops to get something done. They'll come in, we'll sponsor the deal, but, but we wrap around that person. We help them with the diligence, the asset management in the future and da, da, da. We split the acquisition fee 50% down the middle, no question. And we get that person on their real estate journey and then, Hey, you go find more deals and then we'll do it together again. And we press repeat. Like you have to cultivate people on the real estate side. You have to cultivate people on the financial freedom and lifestyle design side. Like I pride myself on that. So I, I always love talking about those topics. So mentoring for sure. Absolutely. And shout out to Jerome, AKA Jay Myers. That's my boy as well. And uh, just was on his podcast recently, just had him on not too long ago as well. So what a phenomenal individual. It sounds like you're obviously surrounding yourself with the right people and giving back and mentoring others and paying it forward. So I appreciate that. I appreciate this entire conversation, Maurice. This has been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything that you'd add any, any sort of parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd add for Elevate Nation today? Sure. Uh, words of wisdom. Okay. We have one life to live one and we do it in this abstract measure of years. We don't know how long we're going to be here, but in general, let's just assume we're going to be here for 79 or 80 years. That's 28,000 days. I'm 44. So I know I have 12,000 and change days left. The exact numbers on my laptop. I'd have to pull it up. If you look at your life in days, then you realize that you really don't have a lot of time to waste on those activities that don't promote you being uh, your happiest or most fulfilled self. I think we get caught up thinking that we're going to be around forever. Kobe Bryant taught us that that's not right. That's not true. Uh, Robin Williams taught us that you can have all the money in the world and be unhappy because he's not with us any longer. COVID is teaching us a lesson that things just go away. So please, like, you got 28,000 days, figure out where you are on that chart. Maybe I'll send it to you, Tyler, and you can put it wherever you, you put your show yep. notes. Yep. See where you are and then evaluate what you're doing on a day-to-day basis if it makes you happy. I'm 44. I'm not waiting till I'm 65 to continue traveling the world. I'm doing it right now. And that's purposeful. So that would be my, my plug to Elevate Nation. Like spend your life doing the things that make you happy because you only have one 
and that clock is, is ticking. Not in a negative way. It's just life is moving. So take advantage of it. Take advantage of we were allowed to breathe a breath this morning where other people were not. Um, so look at your life in days. That'll be my one uh, tidbit for the team. Maurice, I mean, one of the most powerful conversations we've had on the show, and I just can't thank you enough for taking time. I can't thank you enough for sharing so much wisdom and, you know, reminding us all that we have this one life we have today and tomorrow is not promised. So what are we doing to live that life, you know, that we enjoy, that we're fulfilled by today? And what are we doing to give back to other people? What are we doing to pay it forward? So, wow, what an amazing conversation. I really, really appreciate you taking time. Tell the listeners how they can uh, learn more about you and what you do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely on LinkedIn and Maurice Philogene. Uh, I am on Instagram, Maurice Philogene as well. My, as part of what we're, I'm doing with the company or with my three business partners, we're going to start to have web presence. You can find me at Quattro Capital REI, but it is just a filler page for the moment. I, I was doing this thing where I didn't, I was purposefully Tyler. I didn't want to, I don't want a business. I don't want to <laughs> have to deal with maintaining all this stuff, but it's, it's getting too, too big. So we, we're going to have to do it. But if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram, especially Instagram, because you see the lifestyle stuff, I'm more on the lifestyle stuff than I am on the business stuff. And I'm happy to talk real estate, restaurants, whatever you'd like to talk about, but reach out. I, so many people have reached out on Instagram and they'll be surprised. They'll be like, Hey man, can you chat? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's set up 30 minutes. I love <laughs> talking about this stuff. So um, if somebody wants to reach out, I, I will definitely reach back to them. Man, I just like, I just want to acknowledge you for just being so selfless and being so open, you know, so such an open book and sharing your story and and inspiring so many people. So keep doing that, man. And absolutely Elevate Nation has gained a new friend today. And I just want to thank you again. I want to encourage Elevate Nation to re-listen to the show because I've got a I've got a notepad here filled with notes. I mean, so many things to take action on. And I want to encourage you to think about what are your top three key distinctions from this episode? You know, what, what can you do to apply them to your life today so that you can live today and recognize that you can implement that today? You can also pay it forward. You know, who else needs to know about this, this episode? Who else needs to know that you can actually live a life of fulfillment now? And, you know, what can you do to take massive action? At the end of the day, it is about implementing. It is about taking action. So, I encourage you to get out there, you know, be a little bit lonely, get a little bit uncomfortable and take action and create that life of your dreams because it's ready for you as soon as you say how instead of I can't. So with all that said, thank you again and Elevate Nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.